We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or If you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Kotnick, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Each and every other. Well, usually we're on Tuesday, guys, but we got bumped back to to Monday because. Andy kind of gets to play fast and loose with the schedule whenever he wants. But I guess when you create the damn thing, you get to do whatever you want with the schedule. But uh, it's a, your mm-hmm. regular bi-weekly Tuesday host, Janelle Mackey and Matt Freely joining us today. Guys, how are you doing? Doing well. Happy to fill in for Andy and Ben. Normally I would razz them, but uh, as you said, tough to tough to really raz the the pod father andy herman so um good good little shake up little sunday recording here but um nice to be with you guys again and uh get into the off season here yeah it almost like i'm glad you remembered dan that this isn't monday night we were recording because my schedule just seems so off with my spring break coming up and days off and <laughs> i could have easily thought this was monday but yeah doing good enjoying the weekend watching some some hockey, Dan. I know you are too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically what I did my entire weekend. <laughs> yeah, we've got this this amazing outdoor game at Lake Tahoe right now between the the Bruins and Flyers as we record. Um, I mean, I, it's special for me because I'm a 
Bruins fan, so I absolutely love watching them get to play outdoors, which they get to seem to do every single year. Um, but I mean, just outdoor hockey in general, they keep finding all of these different places to like one up themselves like this, this Lake Tahoe thing. This is awesome because it feels just it feels like a the most pond hockey atmosphere for for a game. Janelle, this is our this is our one minute of, of hockey talk on the Pack a Day podcast, everybody. Yeah, I mean, it it is gorgeous. The mountains, I know they had some issues with it on the Saturday game where they had to postpone. Mm-hmm. If you were watching Eastern time. It was a midnight puck drop on the second intermission on the second period. It was about an eight hour long intermission, but it it was worth it. It seemed like it's just beautiful there. And man, I would do some things to be able to go to that game. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to bring it all back to the Packers, I, I tweeted this out. Janelle, I know you saw it, but man, could you imagine an outdoor game at Lambeau Field? How have we not had this happen yet? Right. And I, I had uh, seen some people who were asking who would play there because they said geographically it would make sense. Maybe Wild Blackhawks, that rivalry. But yeah. Minnesota and Chicago to Green Bay, like how would that feel? So who would play there? And I like realistically for me, I would love to see Wild Boston because my favorite team and then I do really love Boston. <laughs> win-win situation there, but... Janelle, I won't. I won't turn that down. If that was the option, I, I wouldn't turn that down. We will make down. it happen, Dan. We will find a way, <laughs> and we'll make it happen. But I mean, have they, they like have they had games? Have they had games at Soldier Field yet, you guys? Or that has not occurred. Janelle, did they? I think they did that, didn't they? I want to say they've had no. It's like, like it feels like they have, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'll look it up here. I feel yeah. like they've had to have. It just that makes too much sense. There was oh, that's right. You it would uh, only yeah, make they did. Like the Blackhawks hosting. They did. It was fourteen. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they had um, Blackhawks, Penguins, and then there was and the, see this is this is what you also do because when you keep it in the Great Lakes area, you have such great college hockey. In mm-hmm. in the just over just around the Great Lakes, have you'll have Wisconsin, Michigan, or Wisconsin, Michigan State. You have a Big Ten roundabout. You can do a little WCHA and get teams like uh, like Bowling Green, um, uh, who's the other uh, Northern Michigan, Lake Superior. Like it just imagine Janelle Saturday Saturday a full slate of college hockey games capped off by Wisconsin. Michigan under the lights at Lambeau and then a Sunday like noon game again let's I I think it's I think it's it has to be wild Blackhawks if it's not wild Blackhawks it's wild blues and even to get like a little bit grittier like within Wisconsin like St. Norbert's here in Green Bay UWSP okay uh, that's one of my buddies actually he's a coach there like um, I know I think Eau Claire is decent from time to time, but like you could definitely get an interstate um, D2, D3 matchup. That would be that would be pretty dope. But yeah, like, I don't know. Tearing up Lambo. I mean, tearing up Soldier Field is one thing because that, that field sucks. Like it just is <laughs> it, the sod and everything has always been bad. Um, I know there's been issues in the past with Lambo and they've seemed to be able to maintain it. Um, but one of these times, I mean, one. I, I just want to have that damn ca- college game here now. So let's let's get that. Have the, the, and the football I think game, it would but. be different too. Instead of having, because I know for concerts, are people actually like on the field for the concert? No, not for concerts. I don't think. No. Or oh, for the field? Don't. No, there were. Or I, I, I'm pretty they? sure there. Were, I'm pretty sure there was people on the field at Lambeau. That's that's my sticking point. If you're gonna tear the tear up the precious sod of Lambeau Field. For a freaking Kenny Chesney concert, you can do it for a weekend of hockey. <laughs> and you You're can not have use it in the stands too. So you can just have the personnel, like the Lambo where the turf would be, it would be the rink and um the I'm trying to think. Yeah. Sorry, something just popped up on my computer. Hopefully you can still hear me. But um, Well, so like yeah, no, well yeah, I I, I got to help out at an outdoor hockey event for like it was like a, a week long thing um, with the minor league hockey team that I hosted. We hosted an outdoor event, three outdoor 
games and a bunch of college games and high school games at a, at a baseball field. And basically you time it, you time it up when you need to redo the sod on the field. There's going to be new, there's going to be a time where they're going to put new grass in at Lambeau field. You time it up with that. And then you're not going to be using that field until July at the very earliest, maybe, you know, it, yeah, and it's, it it's makes another, too much sense another to way to get revenue and bring people in and like it, travel in. So, I mean, it'd be a a post COVID thing because I'd actually like to go. But <laughs> yeah, that that would be the dream: watching outdoor hockey at Lambeau Field. Man, now that we've I, I'll lost say, our listeners. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> we're eight minutes in, and we've <laughs> we've only been talking about the hockey. But we brought it we brought it back to the Packer thing. I want I will say this: Mike Wendlet, uh, a guy you're with us on the podcast and everything, brought up playing a game outdoors at Camp Randall. That would be cool too. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see you a could game almost at camp. well. I'd love to like, see a football um, game at Camp Randall. Yeah, you could almost do like kind of like a what they do here for hockey day, Minnesota, you could have high school come in and play the outdoors at camp Randall mm-hmm. and then you tap it off with mm-hmm. like have the women's and then the men's and you can make a day out mm-hmm. of it. And it would just be, it would be awesome. Mark Murphy, get at us. Yeah. We're ready to, we're ready to start making this work. My DMS are um, open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit us up, Mark. You know where to find us at pack a day podcast <laughs> at pack a day podcast, Gmail. Um, all right, but uh, seriously, there, there's really we we get through that topic, but it's because there's really no Packer news recently to be talking about. Um, I think, like we were talking, the most recent news was the Packers not even officially yet hiring on uh, you and I's offensive coordinator into their offensive staff a couple of days ago, but. Uh, like the cuts, the restrictions, free agent signings, like there's, it's a dead period right now. We have nothing going on. Um, but if you follow the podcast JJ and you know signs, us three, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, JJ still has not signed with the Packers yet, which we all know that he will eventually. Um, us three, we, this is the part <laughs> that we thrive in, right? Of the season. We do. We do. This, I mean, is, we- <laughs> this is where we live. Personally, I rely on your creativity, uh, the creativity between the two of you to come up with new stuff. And there's always we always have something. But, yeah, it's uh, up until free agency gets going and then the, the draft, it's uh, we, get, we get these pockets here. We get to tap into our uh, semi still football Packers brain, but kind of sit back, relax and just have a conversation. Well, speaking football, Matt, you're just coming from a Madden tournament, right? So I am. kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we need to hear about that. <laughs> It didn't go the best. I I didn't I didn't advance the next weekend, unfortunately. So that kind of sucks. Uh, one of the players I do coach though at Carroll University, he did advance. Um, so that's cool. Have to get him up on. I guess see who's he's playing next weekend and see what we can do on to get better. But yeah, disappointing disappointing Sunday. I put a lot of time and energy into playing a virtual uh, football game. So. <laughs> Um, it is what it is, though. Good, good, good to decompress now. But yeah, it didn't go, didn't go as we wanted. Yeah. Well, congratulations, coach. We haven't really <laughs> gotten to say that. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. He did. He did damn well. I didn't really do it. I mean, I've, I've definitely being a part of the team the last month or two. Um, all the guys have gotten better. Um, Danny's one of our better players, but he's even taken a couple extra steps in his, uh, his game. So, yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, appreciate that. I was going to say, Matt, I don't say this to make fun of you, but I need like mm-hmm. after the Madden tournament, like after like after you lose your last game or whatever, I need like a coach's breakdown, like an interview, like a post game interview and be like, uh, Matt, this is Dan from the Pack a Day podcast. Uh, what did what did you see out of there from your offense today? And I, I want you to yeah. just give like the coach speak of, you know, like, well, the X button's really sticky today. Um, you know, <laughs> it, we really, really weren't hitting the bullet pass like we wanted to be, uh, you know, really kind of getting that touch pass and we really needed a little bit more oomph on it. hundred percent. I mean, it's a lot of it was uh, Patrick Mahomes just like missing some throws for me. And I don't know, just couldn't, couldn't get the, couldn't get the rollout set up like I normally would like to and didn't have time in the pocket against the Bucks or the Packers, which are more of the common teams right now. So yeah, a little disappointing. Controller was not a factor though. Controller was not a factor. 
let's talk about our topic today. Mm-hmm. I, I say our topic, but we did not come up with it. I have to give a shout out to Chancellor Johnson, um, who Green Bay people, I'm sure, know fairly well from NBC 26 in the sports department there. He sent out a tweet, uh, I believe yesterday, just a simple question of guys that are on the roster right now for the Packers. Who do you think will be the next people inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame from the guys that are on the roster right now? Um, I think it's safe to say right off the bat. I mean, well, let's and he he mentioned this in his tweet. Rodgers and Adams are off the list because those are shoe-ins to uh, Rodgers for sure, shoe-in in Canton. Devontae Adams, I think, is making his push in the last couple of years to be in that consideration as well. So those two off the list. I think, too, we can also, if we're talking Packers Hall of Fame, right now, guys on the roster right now, David Bakhtiari and Mason Crosby are absolute shoe-ins, right? There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. And I would the, – see, the, the topic almost posed, I didn't see Chancellor's tweet. Um, you definitely can follow him at Chancellor TV on Twitter. Good good follow. Re- recent oh, to the follow. area at NBC26, but um, good dude, good interaction. Um, and in my, my when Dan posed the question, I was like – I thought it was for Canton. So I was like, well, Mason Crosby's for sure. And, and I, could, I think you could even say – David Bakhtiari to Canton as well. So it's like, obviously those guys are shoe-ins for the Packers Hall of Fame. And then like embrace debate now. Like there's literally a, a handful of guys. Once you chop off the top four, like I, I really don't know who we're going to select here, but I, I have a couple ideas of who I'll take, but I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys came, came up with. Matt, I'm, I want to, I want to talk about something real quick. Are you, do it. you think that Mason Crosby is a, like a shoe-in to be a pro football Hall of Famer? Um, I just think the long, I mean, you know what you're, I don't know. Like, is, cause like, cause to I guess me, they don't value me, kickers very well. They don't value right. kickers very you well. Have, so you have, you have to be like, you have to transcend like the position yeah, yeah. almost like Adam right. Vinatieri is like the one that sticks out to me in recent years as a, like the kicker that would have a shot at the pro football hall of fame just because like beat writers love them you know if you were if it was if it was a true meritocracy there would be so many more kickers in the hall of fame because there are so many good kickers out there like mason crosby but it's so hard it's it's like it's seriously like trying to root for a third party in the presidential election man like they may be really good but it is a wasted it is a wasted attempt if you're trying to put them into the hall of fame that's a good point. You you caught me. That's no. You're definitely right. And I'm trying even to think. I think was it Morton Anderson was the last one to get in. Um, I think yeah. I and think even then, right. like there, anyone even the last twenty years, it's like besides Vinatieri, who's a lock. Uh, I mean, like Jason Elam, does he make it? Um, Jason Hansen, and there's definitely one other guy I'm missing. But like, yeah, I don't, like I think those Matt, guys, I don't know like if, Matt Prater could be. A, a, like a cha- because just because he has the record, but like right. even then, like it's crazy that the kickers they're like the one record that they could possibly have that is, you know, one of the few records of having the longest field goal kick in NFL history. We're sitting here looking at him and being like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe he could get in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but but you're right. He, he's a lock to be in the Packer Hall of Fame. He's a he's an ultimate Packer. Hundred percent. Well, as is he still the leading point scorer in the franchise oh, yeah. history? Yeah. He's got oh, to be. For sure. Should be. So yeah, it's a, it's a you don't do that and not make it in. Yeah, right. Um, but David Bakhtiari is an interesting one too, Matt, because I feel like he he needs he's on like he's he's in like stage one development, right? Like he needs he needs to just keep mm-hmm. if he keeps it up for another five years at this level, and the Packers let's say the Packers win another Super Bowl. I think he's got. I think he's got a really good case to get in there, but a lot, a lot needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is. I mean, this is the premise of basically our whole, our whole show today. So, I, what we're going to do is the three of us are going to go around. We're going to give three candidates from the team on the roster right now, and we're going to discuss will they be Packer Hall of Famers. So. Um, do you guys want me to go first, or do you, does anyone want to want to take the first stab at this? 
I kind of want to take the first stab. I don't because I feel like you guys come. I mean, Dan especially comes up with better answers, so I'm going to go with the first one. Um, I, I don't think that's a great answer. I'm going to. I got. I have one. I'm going to keep in my back pocket. I'm going to get out in front and just like take one away. Um, I'm just going to say Kenny Clark. I feel like just the way his his years have gone, he's been consistent. He's under contract a little bit longer than some other guys, maybe that are younger on the list that aren't officially yet. So, um, you know, he unfortunately, I talk about this a lot with um, friends outside of the uh, Pack of Day podcast. That if Kenny Clark actually had some help, it would his his career would be a lot better. He would have better statistics, and he'd probably be more recognized as a top five interior defensive lineman. Unfortunately, lining him up at nose tackle really does him no favors when he gets double teamed and is kind of shut down. Especially this last year, we saw how that was affected for the majority of the beginning of the year. So, um, I'm going to go with Kenny Clark right now. Young guy still has a lot of room for growth. Um, but I think just based off of what he's done thus far, he's a younger dude. He's ready on his second contract. We'll see if he gets the third one, but there's a lot of production you'd still need for him to you know, be a, a, a for sure. I just like his trajectory right now. All right. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good one. It's that's that's a tough one because you're right, Matt. Like if he like imagine if Kenny Clark had been able to team up with B.J. Raji for like oh, three years, mm-hmm. two or three years. Or even or even Mike Daniels for an extra year or two. Yeah. Like that was a surprise. Yeah, like cut. peak like, Mike Daniels. Or if Montreal uh-huh. Adams was healthy, like that was supposed to be a right. huge thing yeah. too. So uh-huh. like he had like, no. there were the opportunities and then things just kind of fell apart around him. Yeah. I just like, it makes sense. Like he's, he's a guy that if you're looking at, like if you're looking to like buy low, sell high for a stock right now, for Packer Hall of Famer, Kenny Clark is a good one because like he is he is just ready to break out. Like if he ha- if he plays, I don't I don't even think he needs to put up like gaudy numbers or, or you know or or even win like a Super Bowl. He 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 has already proven like right. he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league right now. If he keeps playing at this level for the next couple of years through the rest of his contract, I I think there's a I think there's a solid chance. That he makes it in. It's tough. It's tough if you don't put up the numbers or or get a ring. But um, but yeah, I like Kenny Clark. I like the Kenny Clark move. Yeah, he was also and, on my my list. Same. The one thing I will take away from him though is like he doesn't have this crazy personality, right? Like he's not like you brought yeah. up BJ Raji. BJ Raji is known for the pick six, known for his 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 belly dance, like there's not a lot of stuff that Kenny Clark does that you're like, he's not a personality. So maybe that takes away a little bit from him, but I just think the youth is a huge, huge factor. And I would imagine new defensive coordinator, they would highlight one of their better players on the front seven, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the, the personality. That's when you're, when you're just in your mind thinking about it, that kind of, uh, yeah, it's, he it's it's not it's not a heart pick like some of them might be you know um all right janelle do you want to go next sure so one of my guys i kind of wanted to go more teetering questionable ones will they will they not there's some obvious ones but okay i went with darnell savage because like two years in and for being so young he's really started to develop especially this last year he has obviously shown, be ready to throw the ball to me when you're throwing it my way. I will pick it off. I will do some damage to your quarterback. So he's somebody who, if he stays playing, if he keeps going up, like I can, you can definitely see his game has been improving, and especially just this backfield in general. If they can get a couple extra guys back there to cover like the Kevin King spot, um, this defense is going to be full of guys who could be potential Packers Hall of Famers. I could have gone Jair. He might be one of your guys' later, but I wanted to go more Darnell Savage. You know, two years in, I think he's already made a huge impact. Everybody like already loves him so much. So we've seen, obviously, crucial picks from him. He had four interceptions this year, two mm-hmm. the previous year. So he's on the rise, and depending on how long he stays in Green Bay, he, he could be a possible candidate one day. Yeah, I, I, I. That's that's a that's a good that's a good pick. 
as somebody that could possibly be there. But yeah, I think you kind of mentioned it, Janelle, like he's still so early on in his development that like if like, again, I I keep going back to like if I was buying stock in it, I'd be really wary about getting in because like here's what I here's what I envision because they need to fill the Kevin King spot at cornerback. You're going to come up in a situation here in the next year or so where you're going to make some you're going to make some pretty drastic changes to the makeup of that defense because in like a what is it two two years two or three years Zadari Smith is going to have a new contract coming up Kenny Clark is eating up a lot of money Rashawn Gary is going to probably need a new deal in the next two well rookie contracts you get about what like three more years. I, like there's going to be times like I, I, can, uh-huh. I can imagine down the line, Adrian Amos gets cut, uh, you know, sort of like a Preston Smith kind of thing where it's not about production. It's about cap value. Um, and I just wonder, like, is Darnell going to be good enough to play regardless of who's playing around him? You know what I mean? Is he going to keep up that level? I think that's the biggest question for me. And I love the natural progression of this conversation because, like, taking Kenny Clark off, it's like he's already got his second deal. So, like, you Mm -hmm. look at guys like Darnell Savage, you look at Jair Alexander, it's like it's something's going to have to give, right? Like, it's either, you know, with Kevin King gone, do you value having a number one corner that you can rely on instead of being without maybe one or two in two years once Jair's contract's up? Same with Darnell Savage, like Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, one's younger. I mean, Amos probably is a little bit more wear and tear just the way he plays the position. So it's like the the debate is like you're looking almost like two, three years down the road before they would get their second contract to see if they'd be on the team and where they would be. It's 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 a it's an interesting conversation. There's a couple of guys um, on the other side of the ball too, which I think will be interesting to get into that same type of scenario. Younger guys on their rookie deals, but. Um, Darnell Savage, I, I like his trajectory. Um, he flies around, man. Like he's so damn fast. Like that is one of his biggest assets. And I'll, I'm very interested, just like I mentioned, Kenny Clark to see what the, uh, the new defensive coordinator does with Darnell Savage. They play him in the box more make him a, a roamer a little bit, but I like Darnell Savage as a, a potential hall of famer, just cause like Janelle said, six picks in his first two years. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say, I, I think and I don't, I don't say this to say that I think that he is going to be like this, but I just have, I have PTSD from thinking that Haha Clinton Dix was going to be the next, you know, <laughs> like Nick Collins' safety back there, like the answer to the safety question. You know, like I think, I think a lot of people could say that they were calling what what they were talking about with, um. With Savage right now, they were saying about uh, haha just a couple of years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I yeah I agree. I, I think it's it's too early to tell right now. He's projecting in the right direction. I think I think all the people that we're talking about are projecting in the right direction. But it's all about are they going to be able to keep it? And Savage for me is a big question mark if he can produce at the level where we start putting him into uh, the Hall of Fame level. Not to say that they won't be good, but Hall of Fame level is what we're obviously what we're, we're looking for out. I mean, I'll see. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's the point of this conversation is just, it's not serious. Right, right, you know, right. it's not like it's, yeah, but yeah, in yeah, 15, yeah. 20 years when he's in there, come back to this podcast and I'll tell you, I told you so. so. <laughs> <laughs> my way too early. In 15, in 15 years, I'll be showing this to my children and being like, see, knew it. We all call it. We we're talking about. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, let, let's just get, let's get the elephant out of the room then, because this one was on my list and I, I replied to Chancellor's tweet with this and I said, Jair is a future Packer Hall of Famer. And he questioned me on it, said that it's a little too soon. And I I said what I said, Chancellor. And I I told you that I, I think, I think out of anyone right now that's sitting on, on the roster currently, if you're talking about in this, like in the scenario that we're talking about right now, where we're talking about in 10, 15 years, will this player be a Packer Hall of Famer? Jerry Alexander has one of the most highest upsides of anybody because right now he's arguably the best cornerback in the league. He was near, he was at least in the top five last year. 
and there's really no signs of slowing down. And he's doing it. He's doing it with Kevin King, Shannon Sullivan as his number two and number three cornerbacks. You know, not not to just rag on those guys, but it's not like he's playing with a Richard Sherman or a Stephon Gilmore. He's he is he is doing that by himself. He is he is Jair Island, and I just I like if you're playing at that level, it, I never see cornerbacks kind of dip away from that. You know what I mean? If you're playing at that level right now without the big supporting cast next to you, it's hard for me to see that that drop no matter mm-hmm. who comes in or who comes out. You know what I mean? So for me that projection just it it's the it has the biggest upside out of anybody. And I'm looking back on these tweets it's like uh, you know I like the chancer at least responded to you and going back but like if Jair's not a lock chance like who the hell else is? Like I don't see how there's anyone else in the roster that would make more sense over Jair Alexander. Like, and to go back what I said when Janelle brought up Darnell Savage, like you're going to need to extend Jair. Like, I think that's a foregone conclusion, especially with the lack of depth at the position for them. And um, I think Jair is probably the, I mean, he's probably the best one we've named thus far. Like, I really think he's just, he's a special player. He's like you said, Dan top five. I mean, potentially going into next year, like Xavier Howard, Stefan Gilmore, where he ends up playing Jalen Ramsey. I mean, though, and after that, like, I mean, there's, I can't imagine anyone else that's better than him. So the one thing I will say though, is I, I think you're a little like, there are been cornerbacks that have definitely regressed, right? Like we all can remember, um, you know, Xavier Rhodes, uh, I mean, not Richard Sherman, Josh Norman. Like, there's these corners that, like, will right. come into the league and they're really, really good. But I think, to your point, Jair's different. Like, he's a um, – he's not like he's, a – He's an a, island. He's yeah. A, he's an island player. Like, <laughs> like when, I th- when I think of Jair Alexander, I think of him as, like, Richard Sherman, as, right. um, as, Dar- as Darrell Revis. Like, guys well, that you put him on the field but I think and the it athleticism doesn't – will help too like that's, yeah 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 like like if you put him on the field with whoever else he's going to take care of his assignment and he's going right. to shut down half of the field right away uh-huh. it doesn't uh-huh. matter what's going on like if you're playing at that level like you don't typically see that kind of talent dip like it, it either stays it either stays where it is or it gets even it gets projected even better because you start bringing in got like imagine if he's playing with somebody you know, even just incrementally better than a Kevin King or Shannon Sullivan on the other side of the field. Like right there, that over that makes him. That- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed makes his play even better but he's playing at that level right now sure I, I think i think that that kind of guarantees that he's he's gonna he's gonna stay at this level i feel like well yeah when you got like when mm-hmm. he's getting almost zero targets a game because people would rather just not throw his way right <laughs> i think that really says something to what he does in this backfield and like you get quarterbacks who don't want to throw his way because they're afraid of being picked off or they know it'll be incomplete i think that says a lot about his game and I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it's a fluke year. He's Yeah, he's another guy who's on the up and up, and you hope that next year it just it gets better and better. I mean, especially with who you surround him with. So, yeah, he, he definitely, when I looked at this list on the roster, I was like, he's got to be the easiest choice out of after we eliminated our handful of people. He, he just seems like such an obvious choice. 
Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, Matt, what about your second uh, second player? Well, I'm going to pull. I was going to wait for this one last, um, okay. but I'm going to pull it out now. I uh, Tremont Williams, he is technically on the roster. Um, oh, wow. That's a technicality. <laughs> and, a dog. And I, I hate to do it. It was like kind of like I have a – I had a trick in my bag that I was going to wait um, and I just pulled it out early, but I'm, I'm okay with that. I think Tremont Williams, like he's a dude that has just been a staple in that secondary for a long, long time. Um, technicality. He is on the roster. I'd be shocked if he's on the roster going forward once the <laughs> official start date in March of the season, the 2021 season. But Tremont Williams seems like it's kind of seems like a slam dunk. You sneaky, sneaky dog. <laughs> <laughs> was he on your radar? I want to know if I, if I caught anyone. No, Matt, I didn't even th- – I was I was literally yes. – well, we were yes. kind of like thinking about, you know, people – we were thinking about people like recent people to make right. it in. And I didn't even want to touch Jermon because I'm like, that's a slam dunk. Like, of course he would be in. But, yeah, like he's <laughs> he's on the roster. Yeah, like he – that's <laughs> – for sure he has to be a Packer Hall right. of Famer. I mean – He's he's arguably the unsung hero of that 2010 Super Bowl run. He had a play in 100%. every single game, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, 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 I'm he, in. He just makes sense to this. I mean, as soon as who was it? The Ravens cut him. Everybody's like, bring him home. Like this city just loves him, and Packers fans love him, and he mm-hmm. is just so much more than what he was on the field. He really just kind of embodies what it means to be a Green Bay Packer. And you just can't, like, everything he does, you respect him. And he, before, like, for a short period of time, before I really fell in love with Jordy, he was my favorite player. So I am 100% okay with this pick. Yeah. I I, I don't think there's any more discussion <laughs> we need to have about it. I think that's that's a slam that's a slam dunk from, from Matt pulling that in there. That's like... <laughs> that's like that's like the kid that says like it's tomorrow because it's past midnight like yeah technically you are correct but (laughs) damn like that's that's a good one matt all right janelle what do you got to top that all right i was actually kind of worried is jordy nelson still on the roster (laughs) (laughs) hey he was still technically active to draft in fantasy last year so i did it i didn't do well in that league but i did it so there are technicalities out there but i was kind of worried one of you would take my next wow. pick, but I am going with Corey Lindsley. You know, came in 2014. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Which it feels like, like, is that a long time? Is that a short time? I can't really tell. Like, it doesn't seem like he's been with them that long, but he has played almost every game in these last six, maybe seven seasons. And you can tell the the connection that he has with Rodgers and he's a reliable center. He's one of the mm-hmm. best in the league right now. And I'm really hoping that if we could sign one of our free agents, that it would be him. I would take him over Jones. I think I've said that on this podcast before, but he, when you get a center like that, I mean, he's, what he does is so important. Like he, he snaps the ball to your, your Hall of Fame quarterback, he protects him. He The connection is important, and it's there. So to see him go would make me really nervous, but I think he's just done so well in that position. And from, I think, was it his rookie year? He came in at age, like, 23. 
I don't know if somebody got hurt or what happened, but he came in and he he played really well and he's been solid. And yeah, I, I think that he is somebody who I could see eventually making it in. And you, you forget that who he's lined up with since he's been playing so long. So he's had some studs. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's just looking it up now. You're right. He was supposed to be like the backup. He was supposed to be a backup offensive lineman. And J.C. Treader was supposed to be the starting center that year. And mm-hmm. Treader got hurt over the summer in the offseason. And then I, I think, like, I think personally for me, it sticks out to me because I'm a huge Ohio State fan. Corey Lindsley is just coming off of, you know, a great career at Ohio State. And his very first game is playing against the defending Super Bowl champions, the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. And, you know, I, I forget who it was. Uh, one of the defensive linemen was talking about, you know, that they were going to eat this rookie up and he held his own and he's held his, and since that first snap, he's held his own, just like Janelle said, he's, he's played almost every snap. He's like the Joe Thomas for the Packers. One of the best centers that we've had. Um, and it just, it, it works so well. And yeah, I, I agree, Matt. I don't know about you. I, I think that he could, he's got a strong case right now. If, if he added, boy, if he could add, a Super Bowl ring that would be amazing. If I could see anyone win, like Lindsley is up on the list of people I'd love to see because he just puts in the work every single day. He's he's a grinder. He's grinder. so important to what this offense does with Aaron Rodgers and like Janelle said, the connection and everything. Um, yeah, I, I I love Lindsley in the Hall of Fame. No, I think it's a good pick, really good pick. Um, I'm trying to look up here. Like you can't think of anyone other than Frank Winters that's recently been there. That's was super solid at that position, just for the longevity for the Packers. They've had you know sprinkled mm-hmm. in guys here and there that have been um, either like a, a bridge gap to getting a new guy or whatever. And I think Treader's been solid. Unfortunately, I don't think he'll be, be coming back. Um, but he has been a huge staple to that offensive line. The offensive line was probably the silver lining of the Packers for the regular season. I don't know about the playoffs, but um, overall, I think enough can't be said of what the stability of Corey Lindsay has been there for Aaron Rodgers through his career. So um, good pick. Uh, he was on my list, but I, mm-hmm. it, to be honest, as we talked about it more, I think it, you guys have sold me on even more than I was beforehand. Um, all right. I'm going to go with one here. I'm going to deviate from what I think we've done in the previous picks. So I'm pretty sure if I, if I'm remembering correctly, all the players that we've picked so far were Packers originally from from their origin. They may have gone elsewhere like Tremont, but they Correct. were they were drafted by the Packers. I'm going to give you one free agent who came in to the Packers recently, Zadarius Smith. Will he be mm-hmm. a Packer Hall of Famer? I mean, right now the last last two seasons he's led the team in sacks, right? Like he he's he is arguably mm-hmm. the face of that defense right now. I, I I think I think Jair has a has a has a uh, a bid on that. But you know you mentioned like Kenny Clark. He's he's very reserved, laid back. I don't think that you could call him the face of that defense. Zadarius feels like the heart and soul of the defense right now. And if they keep playing at this level, you assume Zadarius is probably going to play at least through the rest of his contract. So that's two years, I'm pretty sure. Um, if he keeps up the production like this, and let's say they sneak in a Super Bowl win, or or even if he stays around after that and gives gives let's say four more years of this kind of production, like I, I think I think there's a I think there's a case there for for Zedarius. No, I like it. Um, I really do. I think that the personalities there, like we talked about, from just the way he was with Preston. Um, this whole snub thing, just the, everything in the way he's mm-hmm. the D train, like he's he's really revitalized that defense to having some swagger, having some fun, not being just so vanilla um, on and off the field and took a lot of the, you know, I've said this time and time again, he took a lot of pressure away from Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers first year together. It was like no one knew what was going on. The media was drumming up stuff. And all of a sudden, Zedarius and Preston are like, hey, give me this. Like, give me this microphone. Give me this. I want all of the attention. And they lived up to it. So um, two years in, pretty solid. Um, you know, the, the 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 going out on the limb, as you did, Dan, not picking someone that's been on the team already, it's it's a little bit tougher. But I think to Zedarius' point, like he was, he was 
good for the Ravens, but he didn't do anything there that was like completely dynamic that you're like, oh, maybe he's more of a Raven than he is a Packer type of thing. So mm-hmm. um, I think of all the guys that are not homegrown, I think Zadarius has to be number one. Um, there's a couple other ones out there, but I think he he right now um, should. And again, this is all depending on what the contract situation is and going forward. But I, I would imagine at this point, you know, I, I foresee Preston Smith being gone. I hope so, at least anyways, because Rayshon Gary is yeah. emerging. And then you have just him and Zadarius. So it's like you would almost have to continue having them both on the team. So um, good pick. Uh, strong pick. Yeah, and you almost Good forget word. that this is only – he just finished his <laughs> second season with the Packers because, yeah, the way he really came in right away and just kind of took it over, the personality became the face of that defense. And you almost forget that, yeah, he at one point, like three seasons ago, he wasn't here. He was playing for someone else. And he's just – he really has, yeah, stepped up this defense, not only in production, but also just the, the general vibe that he's – given off with this defense it just seems like he helps them have a lot more fun and when you have more fun it looks like they play better so I think it's it's been it's been great having him and yeah it'll be interesting to see just because he has only spent so much time here will he um end up in the Packers Hall of Fame in the short amount of time what he's done will it be enough so yeah I think that's that's definitely an interesting pick yeah I think it's I think it's all dependent on what happens after his current contract runs out. If he stays around and plays for longer, I think then that that's, that's where you start to get the case. Um, but yeah, he's, he's somebody that if he, if he does, if he does choose to stick around and he keeps playing at this level, like that's uh, that could be a sneaky pick sitting on the roster there. All right. We got one more for each of us guys, Matt, give us your third one. Uh, last one here. I'm going to go with Elton Jenkins. Um, I love the diverse, uh, diversity. I love the um, the Swiss Army knife that he is for the offensive line. We talked about Corey Lindsay going forward. Maybe Elton's a center. I don't think that's the best spot. Maybe he's the right tackle. Maybe he fills in at left tackle until uh, Bakhtiari comes back. Maybe he plays left. Like, he can do anything. Um, his versatility is huge, and I just think – um, have a versatile lineman like that. I, I believe in the last couple of years you've seen Matt LaFleur and Gutekunz really value that in the way they've picked, the way they've acquired players. Um, Billy Turner comes to mind as a free agent. So I think Elton Jenkins is a smash. He has put all the naysayers aside of drafting a second-round lineman, um, kind of a guy that you didn't really know where he would play. And I think Elton Jenkins is just going to be one of those guys that – I mean, his – I don't remember the last time the Packers had a def- or an offensive lineman that came in this strong in their first two years, and I'm just really excited to see what he can do um, going forward and what he can do for this offensive line to kind of just piece it together and um, be be another glue piece. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you, Matt. I think um, Elton Jenkins was on was on my list as well. I, I think for what cemented it for me was the Aaron Donald mm-hmm. game, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. like him, him shutting down Aaron Donald the way that he did for me. Like that was, that, that was, that was like the, the, the signature on, on the case for me when I, when I was thinking about this, because everything you said is, is completely true. Plays different positions, plays all of them. Well, so far has just, has had no slump yet in his in his young career everything they've mm-hmm. asked him to do he's been able to do and then when you just think about that Aaron Donald game in the playoffs like yeah like if, if he if he's going to be able to do that against players like that for the next 5 years or so in put put him in yeah i think he definitely this the packers are very proud of what their offensive line can do and i think that he's just another another stud that came in and he comes in, does his job in multiple different spots. So I think it showed, yeah, that Swiss Army knife kind of vibe. I love it and put him in somewhere and he's going to do his job. And I think I had no issues with him throughout the year. He, you know, getting thrown into those positions, it can kind of maybe mess you up if you're lined up maybe somewhere you're not used to. He went in like he knew how to play all five positions on that line. And that's huge. And that could be huge going forward. You know, Bakhtiari being hurt going into the next season, Corey Lindsley possibly not coming back. There's a lot 
up in the air, but with Elton Jenkins, you kind of have a little bit more security in that line. Yeah, totally. Uh, Janelle, your last pick. All right. So this one I was, I was kind of hesitant on because of what the future could hold um, this next season. We obviously probably don't expect him to come back, but I had to pick Aaron Jones. I think that what he did these first four seasons in Green Bay, it was special. And he is just, he's a ridiculous player. Once he really got going, he he turned into a top five running back in this league. And he, he was just so fun with the sunglasses, the sombrero, the swag he had. He brought a lot to this team on and off the field. And I think it's hard, like, it's hard to think that he probably won't be back. I think that's almost a guarantee at this point. But those first four years that he spent in the league here in Green Bay were just, they were phenomenal. And I, at least in my lifetime, from what I can remember, have not seen such a versatile running back who can run it, catch it, just do all, like, line up and do all these things that he's been doing. And I remember early on in his career, I said, if he can learn to catch, he's going to be a serious threat. And he learned how to catch the ball, and he's just been ridiculous with everything he does. So it was hard for me to bypass him just because his career will probably be cut here and he'll move on and take his talents elsewhere. But I think he really – he was a special player here, and it's hard not to put him in that conversation. No, it's a good pick. Like, it's uh... – He's one of those players that I think we've named a lot, but like he would benefited immensely of getting a ring in his on his rookie contract. Yeah. That would have been huge for him, just the way the offense was. Um, like you said, Janelle, you talk, you go back on running backs that were dynamic for the Packers or versatile. You could rely on. I mean, it's it's Ryan Grant, it's half a season of James Starks, it's Amon Green, and that's literally it. Eddie Lacy, but like, I mean. Aaron Jones, for being what he was as far as coming out of UTEP, like really just he he was really damn good after the fact. And like being a late round pick and like what he developed into, um, no, super solid. I, I love it. Unfortunately, like you said, probably not going to be here this next year. Um, I'm no uh, contract guru or cap guru or whatever at free agency, but I know there's a possibility with the transition tag, I believe, but far and few between do the Packers use tags on players. So um, I like I like the case for Aaron Jones, though. And I think how he leaves will say a lot, too, about, like, will he make That's it true. or will he not make it? Yeah. That kind of would throw a wrench in what I'm saying if he leaves in not maybe the greatest way. So if he leaves respectfully, I think his case is still there for sure. It's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation to have about it because – the the years that he was I think he's he's hurt because he had that year of Mike McCarthy as uh-huh. as the head yeah. coach you know like we it, not too long ago we were having the conversation of hashtag free Aaron Jones you know where he's not like they, he was not being used correctly yeah and then if if he was if he was being used to his full potential his whole entire career that it's a it's a, that's a bigger that's an even bigger uh discussion to have but yeah that's that's a tough one because man like if if there was a way to keep him around and 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 just keep this for even two more years that's such a dream scenario but it means losing so many other important pieces you know right. and you just can't make it happen but yeah like if he if he had another if he had another two or three years, or even like you said, like if if they won the Super Bowl this year, then yeah, then I then I could I could be I could very I could very easily wear those rose colored glasses and say put Aaron Jones in the Packers <laughs> Hall of Fame. He go he go he leaves town as a as a winner and gets to go have a career somewhere else. Put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's an interesting picture. And I like that. Um, I'll give you one that I think is I it could be right in the same. Uh, the same ballpark as Aaron Jones. And I will say Robert Tunyon hmm. could be future Packer. Hall he, of I, was, I was teetering back and forth between Jones and Tunyon. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's, here's the thing. Packer fans know we haven't had, 
a we haven't had a go to tight end option since Jermichael Finley, mm-hmm. you know, and before then Bubba Franks. Like th- those are some gap, you know that that's a that's a wide gap between having a, a a tight end like that. And Tunyon, as an undrafted free agent, comes in and in his third year with the team, Lee uh, sets the record for tight for touchdowns by tight end this season. He breaks Bubba Frank's touchdown record. And I think we can. I think everything we've said so far. There's no signs of this offense slowing down or becoming worse in the next couple of years. So, like, and and here's the thing, too. Assuming they bring him back, because right now he's a restricted free agent. They, I, I think a lot of people think that they're going to put a tender on him. I would imagine I, – I think they put a second-round tender on him and they keep him around. I think I think that's a no-brainer for the Packers to, to keep Tunyon around. Um, but that's, you know, that's up in the air. If he sticks around for another several years and he keeps up this production, I'm not saying has to break records every year, but if he's if he's matching Travis Kelsey for you know completion percentage or yards per catch, like if he's arguably one of the top three tight ends in the league each and every year, for me that that's that's a solid lock. Like this this right here, setting a setting a, a franchise record like this. And this is why I almost went Micah Hyde because he has the record for uh, for punt returns for a touchdown. So I was like trying to think of like guys that have records in the Packer Hall of Fame that were here for a couple of years. Tunyon is a guy that could be that where he sets the record and is only here for a couple of years. But if he sticks around for several more years and keeps playing at a high level, Tunyon, I think, has a pretty decent shot at making the Packer Hall of Fame. I like it. I think it's dependent on, like you said, the, sec- uh, the, the tender option. Um if he comes back or not, I, th- I imagine he will. Uh, being that he, at this point with Aaron Jones being gone, I think we all agree on that, he would be the number two option for Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. Um, so mm. help his career that way. The the bar is set pretty low as far as the tight ends. I think he does have some sort of personality that um, now that he's actually been on the field and been productive, um, we'll see if that evolves or not. But um personally everything i've seen from him um on the field off the field personality production has been great um give me a couple more years of that doesn't like you said dan doesn't have to be record setting because that's that's a very high bar to be set but um i like to pick on tanya i think it's um probably your 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 argument probably convinced me more than going into it i think it was on the list like janelle and i said but uh it was a good 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 discussion for him yeah he what three seasons in He's had one really solid record-breaking year. So I think for him to make it in, one, he would have to come back. Um, and two, he would have to continue that trend. And I think that this offense is, they're figuring out a way to use him better. Uh, other than like the previous years, we didn't really see much from him. Maybe touchdown here, touchdown there, not really being used. But now that he is obviously more expendable in this offense and you can use him more and like not only that but you see him blocking and he does a lot of off the chart like off the stat chart stuff so he he brings a lot to this offense and being that undrafted guy it it creates an interesting story for him because yeah he's having he had such a phenomenal year can he do it again will he be able to match production from this year to the next and um, I think he definitely will be the most interesting story going forward just because of it, it feels like you almost forget that he hasn't always played at this level because this year was just such a high year for mm-hmm. him that you forget it's only been the one year. But he, yeah, he was on my list because it was such a great year that it makes you question like, wow, he might be one of the top five tight ends in the league right now. I don't know. So and is it like is it is it the scheme that just like gets him open or is it the route running like what's he doing out there that is kind of bulking those stats for him so i think yeah i need to see a couple more years of the same maybe yeah not it doesn't need to be best in the league but just solid production and be that reliable target that he's been for Rodgers this last year. And yeah, I really liked what I saw from him this last year, obviously, but it'll be interesting to see 
kind of can he continue to be that type of tight end and they they obviously have other tight ends on the roster so you wonder will they end up stepping up will they step over him will he still remain the number one it'll be it'll be a really interesting season next year for the tight end class yeah for sure so those those are our three picks each so nine total let us know what you think about them uh Tweet at Chancellor Johnson. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think at Packaday Podcast. Uh, like that, that's that's why I love doing these things. I want to engage fans in this conversation. Let us know what you think of what we were saying. Tell us people that we missed or you know people that you think that deserve to be in there over who we were saying. So uh, you know, please. You think Andy will come on and get mad that we didn't pick Boyle? Should we have thrown <laughs> him in there for Andy's sake? <laughs> Are we going to start getting like hateful tweets from Andy? <laughs> from Andy's Andy's burner accounts. The, the second that we start getting the Tim yep. Boyle tweets, you know that's Andy's burner account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, like I said, uh, please reach out to us. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, and like I said, subscribe, rate, review, like the podcast at Packaday Podcast on Twitter. Follow us over there. Uh, you can follow all three of us on Twitter as well. Guys, uh, do you want to let people know where they can follow you and also anything that you want to let the people know about this week? Uh, for sure. Dan, um, they can find me at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore on Twitter. Um, this offseason is going to be fun, kind of reset on football. So got a couple other things in the works. Um, waiting to see those to come to fruition. But um, I feel like of all the topics we come up with, these are the types of episodes where people interact with us most. So definitely uh, we want to hear your feedback and um, get a hold of us. Janelle, where can people get a hold of you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. I do pack a day every other week with these guys. I also have my hockey podcast, the First Line podcast. You can find that at SIA First Line. Uh, I just recently joined Game on Wisconsin, open oh, book boy. every Thursday. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> every Thursday at 6.30. You can find that at game on wi and then i also have my my mental health show coming out soon with brandon bostic i think we plan on releasing our first episode first week of march awesome so that you can find at sia mind game and that one i am really excited about it sounds like first episode will probably be just him and i but then following it's he's got a pretty exciting list of guests he wants to have on so i would definitely stick around for that that's awesome, that's Janelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. out of all the out of all the stuff that we're talking about right now, that's I think the big the project that I'm most excited to see kind of what happens and how it comes to fruition. So good on you. That's uh, that'll be fun. Um, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter as well at DK all the way. You can find me there. Um, I've got my show on Game on Wisconsin now on Tuesdays every night or every week. Uh, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central draft day where we do mock drafts of random categories. Last week, we did uh, sports movies. This week, the podfather himself, Andy Herman, is going to be joining me and a couple of other guests to draft pizza. So I figured Andy is the uh, the person. Oh, he man. famously, I think, only has a diet of pizza. So I expect strong opinions from him <laughs> on the show on Tuesday. So uh, check us out over there. Check out all the stuff that we're doing on Game On Wisconsin as well. And uh, as always, make sure that you're following us at Pack-A-Day Podcast and listening in the rest of the week. We've got tons more uh, episodes each and every day. So uh, this is this is the time where we get some of this fun stuff out here. So hope you keep listening to us as we get closer and closer to the draft and uh, throughout the rest of the year. So until next time, everybody, carry the G and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.